0: Hello everybody. Ah, oh, I can't believe it's the end of the year and I have to ask you how many podcasts or videos, that kind of thing, have you listened to lately or blog posts, etc. Instagram posts that you have listened to or read that are all about 2020 and the year that was oh my gosh, or wasn't, as it were. Uh, It was definitely an interesting year, and I don't need to tell you that. I think we all, all know. But I wanted to share with you kind of uh, partly my own spin on this sort of 2020 reflections type of sentiment. Uh, Also, partly the spin of my coach, Emma Dunwoody, the, my human design coach. I've mentioned her before several times on the podcast, and I've even had her on the podcast. But she did a podcast of her own recently that was about uh, reflecting on the year of 2020. And she shared several journal prompts, and they were so good and they got me thinking so much. And I really thought it would be cool to share them with you for you to actually go through all of them, all of the prompts on your own, but also to hear my responses as far as how I felt and my reflections on my own year. And the reason why is because first of all, I actually really love hearing examples. When I am trying to reflect on you know my year or even plan ahead for the next year or really do any type of sort of introspective work like this, for whatever reason, I just find it hard sometimes to kind of do it completely flying blind without hearing maybe what somebody else thought and and how somebody else did it and it's not like I'm trying to copy them not at all it's more just like I need an example so I can help understand where you know where to go with all of this I think it's because I'm a really empathic person. I'm an I'm an empath and I really connect with other people and I really like to kind of feel what other people are feeling and it helps me access my own feelings sometimes. And so that's why I thought it might be helpful for you to hear kind of how I approached the answers. And the other reason is to be perfectly honest, I am totally voyeuristic when it comes to wanting to know about other people. Like I want to know the, the nitty gritty, the down and dirty. I want to know the details about other people's lives. And so for that reason, I thought maybe it would be interesting for you to hear my responses as well. So that's why the title of this podcast is 2020 Reflections for Me and for You. So I really hope that you will take a moment to take out a pen. And as I'm going through the questions, I'll make them really clear what the question is and I'll share my response. But I'd love for you to then, you know, take a moment as I'm talking or even on your own afterwards to go through these questions for yourself, because I'm sure your answers will be completely different than mine, because I'm going to be sharing some, you know, just of my own stories of things that are going on in my own life. So I'd love for you to do this reflection as well. And again, all of the questions are from my coach Emma Dun- Emma Dunwoody, and I will link to her website and to her podcast in the show notes if you're interested. She is fantastic. So before we get to these journal questions, I don't know if you've ever done kind of a year-in-review before. But one really simple way to do it is to actually just go back and if you happen to use a Google calendar, like an online calendar or scheduling thing like that, or just a old fashioned pen and paper planner to go through and just flip back through the planner or look back through the months on your Google calendar and look and see kind of what you did, who you met with, what meetings you had, what things were on the schedule for you to do, etc. And just go through all the way back to you know in this case January 2020. Now it's December 2020 and the end of December 2020. So it can be really interesting to go back through and just see kind of what appointments were on the books so that you can take stock of kind of all the things that you did, all the things that you had planned, all the things that you accomplished or maybe didn't accomplish. And in this case, that is, is really interesting for me. It kind of colors the whole rest of what I want to share with you is looking through my 2020, it's going to be so much like the rest of you where there were a lot of things blocked off in my Google calendar that never happened. <laughs> There were there were trips blocked off for, you know, a week or two at a time that never happened. There were, uh, you know, plans that were made and ended up getting crossed out because, you know, they they got canceled. Lots and lots and lots of things. And it can be really easy to just look at that and to get mired down in the disappointment of it all because there were a lot of disappointments and just a lot of you know, crazy things that happened, my gosh, that were so unexpected. I mean, twenty twenty we all thought of that as the year of clear seeing, at least that's what I thought it, you know, the year of clear vision. Like this is gonna be the year that, you know, everything is going to blossom and just boom, everything's gonna come to light. And I will say things did come to light. They just came to light in a, you know, different way than I was expecting (laughs) and anybody else was expecting. But I think that what you'll find through the process that we're about to go through with these journal prompts is that there is gold. This is this is actually directly from Emma. She talks about how there is gold, even in the murk and the muck, there's gold in it. And sometimes you have to mine for that gold, but it's absolutely worth doing to, to mine for that gold. And you can do that by looking back through the year and not just getting mired down and like, oh my gosh, look at all those things that got crossed off my calendar and never happened, but going deeper. So let's go ahead and get right into it with Emma's journal prompts. And the first one, or actually before we even do the journal prompts, I'd like for you to take a moment. And I did this before I started thinking about the prompts myself, but I want you to do it right now just to kind of get in the energy of what we're doing. And I'm going to do it too, because I want to get in the energy as I'm talking. So the first thing is to take a deep breath. Really, really, really beautiful, deep breath, and I'm doing it with you. And just ground yourself in the moment. If you are, even if you're walking around or driving the car or, you know, doing dishes, just take a moment to zoom, kind of zoom your perspective in on you right here, right now, your feet on the ground or your bottom on the ground. If you're sitting, whatever it is, just ground. You are the bridge between heaven and earth. And I want you to feel that grounded aspect right now and then close your eyes if you can, if you're not driving and just listen to yourself, tune in and just feel, allow yourself to feel. And this is a practice that I do every day. These days is my morning meditation is this process right here, taking a deep breath, grounding, closing my eyes, listening and feeling. I call it plugging into the universe. It's as if I'm like, you know, there's a charging cable for my iPhone (laughs) and I'm the iPhone and I need to plug into that charging cable of the universe. And it really, really fills me up with this energy that is light and vibrant and alive and electric, but it's also super grounded. It's a really, really, really nice mix. And I hope you can feel that a little bit right now too. So after you feel that sensation of just groundedness The first question to write down and to think about is your 2020 score. Like if you were to score 2020 on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being the worst and 10 being the best, where would you put it? And I'm actually not going to give you my number for this because I don't want to color your perception. So go ahead and just your own number. What would it be? Go ahead and write that down, or at least think about it if you're not in a place to write at this point in time. Question number two is with what you know now, looking back on 2020. So again, right at the time of this recording, it's December, 2020. We've had a whole year behind us. A lot has happened. It's been like the craziest year and the longest year at the same time for me. It just seems like an eternity. Looking back on stuff that was happening a year ago, I'm like, that was a year ago? It seems like a lifetime ago, a lifetime. So for me, it's felt like a really long year. So looking back on that year and with what you know now, what advice would you give yourself at the beginning of 2020? So again, what advice would you give yourself at the beginning of 2020? And for me, the advice I would have is be ready for anything expect the unexpected and be ready for it all and learn to embrace it with open arms it might not always be what you want it to be but there is absolute you know gold in every in every problem there's a lesson or some gold of some sort in every wave of, of up and down, every wave of high and low. There's also this calm equanimity that you can find in it too. Again, it's not always what we'd choose, but being able to find that calm equanimity within is really, really important. So just expect the unexpected and embrace what happens is the advice I would give myself. Easier said than done, but so so important and also something that i've heard i've i've heard this before but i've heard it my whole life but i think sometimes you know going through the murk and then realizing dang that advice is true because or it's it's a cliche because it's true (laughs) you know there's a reason that said over and over again expect the unexpected That is my my advice that I would give myself at the beginning of 2020, kind of looking back and knowing what I know now. So I hope you're thinking about what advice you'd give yourself. Question number two, what challenges did you overcome in 2020 and how? And also in amongst that question, you might want to think about how much did you resist those challenges? How much did you fight against them? How much time did you spend fighting against them or resisting them? And as Emma Dunwoody, my coach, the one who has you know provided us these beautiful prompts, as she says, challenges can actually create our highest potential. They really can. And so this question, which again is, what challenges did you overcome in 2020 and how? my biggest challenge 1000% was this uncertainty. And I know that kind of goes along with the one that I just answered, which was expect the unexpected, but just dealing with the uncertainty was definitely my challenge. I am a person who really loves space. I love alone time. (laughs) I crave it. I'm definitely a bit of a hermit. I don't like to have people in my space when I'm creating and working. My, My job is a creative job. I, uh, I create all day and I like to have a lot of freedom and expansiveness and time to do that without people in my space. And this has been such a hard year for that. I know anybody, um, anybody can relate and I think mothers who have kids uh, or, or fathers, if you're listening and are a father, but people who have kids at home have really felt the strain of not being able to know ever, you know, um, (laughs) What's going to happen from one day to the next? As far as who's going to be in your house, who's going to be? Are the kids going to be in school or out of school? How long is this? uh, You know, how long are various lockdowns going to last? How long are the kids going to be out of school? Is school going to start up again? When it does start up again, how's it going to look? Is it going to be a couple days on, a couple days off? What happens if there's a you know case in the schools and they have to shut down tomorrow? But I have plans tomorrow, and then my kids home, and then there's homeschooling, and there's just a lot of questions. And the way I dealt with it and ultimately overcame it is first by getting mad. I honestly, I got so mad at the beginning of this whole thing. I was just angry. I was pissed. I was mad. This was disrupting my life. I had this, you know... (sighs) I had people in my home because my husband's a teacher and my son is in school. And so my husband and son were both at home. I didn't know when it was going to end. There was all this uncertainty there. I'd had multiple, um, what, two significant uh, vacations canceled. One was really a dream trip that I'd been planning for a long, long time um, to Spain with my family. We had these amazing things planned, all these things booked and it was for spring break and that got canceled and you know, that, that was okay, but it really made me sad. And then I had another trip that was very uncertain for a long time. It was a yoga retreat that I was going to actually be attending, but also doing some teaching at. So I was really excited for that as well. And that was very uncertain up in the air. Um, canceled. And then there was a summer plan that was very, very uncertain about what would happen there. Actually, several summer plans. Also, whether or not my father would be able to come visit me. We live very far apart and he had planned for a long time. Tickets were bought and plans had been made for him to come over and visit me. And that was uncertain for a long time. And ultimately it was canceled. And so all of that uncertainty, it was just so hard to navigate that and to not (laughs) to not get angry, which I did. I got really mad and I was resisting everything. I was resisting, honestly, I, I was resisting wearing masks at first and now I'm, you know, definitely, I definitely believe in wearing masks, but I really resisted it at first. I resisted the entire thing. I was so angry, but the way I overcame it was essentially rising above it and finally, finally, finally learning to surrender Surrender, it's funny because I look back and I, I like to think of a word at every year, the beginning of every year, that is going to sort of guide my year. And when I look back at 2020 in January, uh, one of my guiding words was surrender. And I thought, how funny 2020 definitely, it's almost, maybe I manifested, I don't know, but 2020 definitely taught me how to surrender. I didn't like it. It wasn't easy. It wasn't fun, but that's how I overcame that challenge is I just learned how to surrender. So, um, it's a work in progress. I'm still working on this every day, but really huge lesson for me. And, very very valuable when i am mining the gold out of 2020 i'd say that is the most valuable lesson so for you what challenges did you overcome in 2020 and how and again you can think about kind of how much time did you spend resisting that or are you still resisting it uh have you you know what's going on there so that's something to think about too the next one is the three greatest lessons you learned in 2020 the three greatest lessons, what were they? And I'm not gonna share three because I, I don't wanna make this podcast go on for too long. Uh, I'm just gonna share one. And one of the greatest lessons that I learned about myself is the power I have to step up and to do hard things <laughs> and to make stuff happen. Uh, I've always been a productive person. I've always been. I'm a generator. In my human design, I'm a generator. So I like to get stuff done. I've always been productive. That's never been a question of mine. But one thing that I really stepped up to was the lesson of timing. This is time. I guess I'm going to kind of share two in two one in a way. So one lesson is, for me, the timing is everything. And the timing has to be right. And something, if I'm kind of hemming and hawing on something and, uh, no, 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 no. It's like, just. Don't force it, you know? When the time is right, it'll be right, and then you'll have all the energy and power behind you to step up and do it. So I'd actually been hemming and hawing on a few projects in, I guess, more like 2019, and in 2020... I got so much done. And of course, part of it is because everything was canceled. And so, despite my family being home, my my son, my son is old enough now. He's 13. He's really quite self-sufficient. So, it really was not he wasn't the issue. It was all me. Back to the last one I was talking about, it was all me just sort of being honestly being kind of a baby about people being in my space. And once I realized, you know what, it's not my responsibility to make sure he's entertained every single second of the day. Like he's old enough now to do his own thing and I don't need to micromanage everything. And you know, I can still do my own thing. So I did get a lot done in 2020 and the timing was everything. So just allowing the awareness, I guess, that, If the timing isn't right, don't force it. When the timing is right, it'll flow. And so I allowed that to happen in 2020. And then again, I allowed myself to really step up and get get some things done. So in 2020, uh, one of the lessons again is that I could step up. I could actually start being a little bit more myself. I think part of that was also turning 40. Uh, it was a big birthday for me, and something about turning 40 just was like, boom, switch went off and made me really realize that I could be more me to the world. So I stepped up in so many ways by starting this podcast. Um, I believe I started it January something, 2020, so it's been going for a year now. But I I started out just reading chapters from my book, which is called Lady Bits, and Ultimately, it morphed and I started doing a lot more interviews and a lot more interviews on uh, topics that may not be things that people really talk about so much. I've always been all about the taboo and talking about pelvic health and the pelvic floor, but I started also bringing a little bit more of the woo, the woo-woo stuff that I love. And I know not everybody does. I know that it doesn't resonate with everybody and that's okay. I know that it's okay to be me because that will actually um, make you know me better. And if you like me, that's awesome because you like me for me and you don't like me for me pretending to be someone who doesn't have these interests or who isn't into all of this stuff. The thing is, I am. I do have these interests. And I know that by narrowing down my audience, by ultimately probably making some people feel a little bit uncomfortable with what I have to offer, it's going to narrow down my audience to the people who are my tribe. And that feels good to step up to that. So I started my podcast. I also, again, listened to the timing and stepped up and realized that for me, at the beginning of lockdown, especially when I was channeling all that kind of anger and frustration about where everything was going and the state of everything and people invading my space and things being canceled. I had so much anger, but at the same time, I was able to channel it into positive energy too, where I did feel a lot of of energy to create stuff. And I stepped up, I created Kegel Camp, which was a 30 day program, which was a huge investment of time. And I really tried to make the, the videos very, I mean, they were very professional. I hired an editor and made them really, really nice and slick, packaged them all up. They're all on YouTube, where you can watch them for free still, or you can purchase the downloadable bundle so there's no ads or anything like that. But I created this 30-day Kegel Camp in addition to my podcast, in addition to all of my weekly YouTube videos, because I knew that people needed stuff to do at home. I knew they needed movement, and I am so dedicated to bringing movement and pelvic health awareness to more people that I thought, now is the time. Now is the best time. all to create something like this when people are stuck at home so I created kegel camp I also created my program um, overcome pelvic pain for women and was uh, gosh I'm trying to remember the timing I believe oh my goodness I think I might have even created overcome pelvic pain for men in 2020 or at least was wrapping that up so overcome pelvic pain for men and overcome pelvic pain for women and kegel camp And I created Transcend, which was definitely a step up into this space that other physical therapists that I know of, uh, not many are talking about the mind-body connection as much as I am moving toward. And again, it's not for everyone, but I know firsthand the power of mind-body medicine and using the mind to help heal our bodies. Um, I also stepped up into sharing about some self-healing that I had experienced this year. and if you've listened to my podcast, you know that you know some of the stuff I have shared. but I stepped up and I decided to be honest about that. It feels a little crazy sometimes because not many people talk about this and not everybody believes it, but I believe it to be true. I've experienced it to be true on many levels and I'm, you know I created a program around it called transcend and again, I I just am starting to be open about it. so stepping up again. And now I'm stepping up into creating the next level of lift, my, uh, my pelvic support program, which is all about uh, helping women with prolapse and bladder leakage feel stronger and more confident, using lifestyle as the foundation, and then exercise, movement, et cetera, as the middle part, the, the, you know a big part of it as well. And then a little bit of mindset, but mostly is lifestyle and exercise. So I'm creating an upgraded version of that as well. So I, I basically, I am stepping up To be the woman that I always wanted to be, which is a leader, uh, a gentle leader. I don't wanna be a harsh leader. I don't wanna be like, I'm telling you what to do from the rooftops and I'm forcing it to be this way. But I aim to be a gentle leader, serving, I wanna serve millions. To be honest with you, I wanna serve millions of people. And I'm stepping up into that role and it's sometimes scary, but I did it. So that was. My greatest lesson of 2020 is that I could. I could step up and, the and you know, I could be seen. I could speak my truth and the world wouldn't end. So what about you? What were your three greatest lessons? I'd love for you to take a minute to think about those and just breathe them in and celebrate. You know, document evidence of your growth. That's the beautiful thing about looking back is that if we don't take the time to look back and really reflect on this stuff, well. <laughs> we just won't even notice the changes that happen. We won't even notice them. It's like when you have a kid and you see them every day. And so you don't really notice how much they've grown, but somebody else who hasn't seen them in a year is like, Oh my gosh, you've grown so much. And you're kind of like, Oh, I guess they have, but you don't really notice it because you're with them every day. It's like that with you. I mean, you're with yourself every day. So sometimes It can be hard to really notice evidence of your own growth. That's why it can be so helpful to document it in this type of fashion. So the next one is, I'm going to sort of let you answer this one because I think I've been answering it a lot in what I've been saying. But the question is, where did your focus go in 2020? Was it on what you wanted to create more of or what you wanted to create less of? So where did your focus go? Was it on what you wanted to create more of? Or what you wanted to create less of. What that means is, were you focused mostly on the negative, <laughs> you know? Because we want to create less of that. I mean, we all want to be happy. That's what all of us want is to be happy, and it's so easy to focus on that kind of stuff. What we, you know, ultimately want to create less of, but we focus on it, and what you focus on expands what you focus on expands and so unfortunately although it's easy and sometimes it can almost feel delicious and good to wallow in it and to talk about it and talk about it with your friends and talk about it with your family and listen to it on the news and be like oh my gosh this sucks this sucks this sucks 2020 sucked that's focusing on what you want to create less of you don't want suck you don't want suckage you don't want that you want to create more joy i would imagine you want to create more change you want to create more whatever it may be so what were you focusing on get honest with yourself and just take a minute to write that one down okay the next one is all about vibration and raising your vibration through gratitude so what are you most grateful for in 2020 again you might have to mine for gold here but it's so worth it so what are you most grateful for in 2020? And who are you most grateful for in 2020? So gratitude, it literally raises your vibration. I know that sounds very woo woo, but it's true. And when you, when you do that, if you're in a space where you just can't be thinking about the positive, just start thinking about the smallest things that you're grateful for. The fact that you got up this morning, the fact that you have water to drink, the fact that you have air to breathe, the fact that you have a roof over your head. Those things are so cliche to say this, but it's true. You start realizing that, you know, it's, it's actually, it's okay. It could be a lot worse. It starts lifting you up and then you can go from there in this kind of positive snowball. But it's a very, very healing. It's a healing thing. It's it's an elevating thing. And I am all about lifting and elevating not only my mood, my emotions, and my health, <laughs> my immune system, all of that, but my physical body. When you are more grateful, when you have a higher vibration going on, you actually stand taller. You carry yourself with a different presence. People approach you differently. They look at you differently and you look at yourself differently and all of that actually manifests in your physical health. So as always, I have to bring this to the pelvic floor, but it's true. If you're slumping around all day and feeling like crap, you're not holding yourself. Well, you're heavy, you're weighed down. You're probably, your posture probably is poor. You don't have energy. It's hard for you to work out. It's hard for you to get motivated. And so it's going to affect your physical body too. So that's one reason gratitude is really important to just Try to keep that practice in mind. I, I love the idea of doing a gratitude journal, and to be perfectly honest, I don't. I don't do that. It's a beautiful practice to do, and I recommend it. But I can't say I do it myself. What I do try to do is in the morning, I get up. I have my morning practice. I do my meditation. I plug into the universe. I do my deep breathing. I do a little bit of movement. And at some point in there, either at the beginning or the end of my meditation or when I'm doing a, mo- a little bit of movement, I try to think of something positive, bring a little bit of spark, a little bit of joy into my life. So it's really a little bit of gratitude. And then I usually do some I am statements. I am, you know, powerful. I am worthy. I am whatever. But that's really helpful to just sort of focus on the positive, which is really what gratitude is: is focusing on the positive rather than dwelling in the negative. And so I'd say uh, there's so much that I'm grateful for in 2020, to be honest, but as far as who, I would say my who is the coaches that I've worked with. So I, I worked with two very special coaches in my life on a, a paid basis. So Emma Dunwoody was one, and I have another woman that I work with as well currently, and both of them really help lift me up. I've been very careful about who I surround my, myself with. The energy that I surround myself with. Because I am such a homebody and I am such a hermit, I actually have to cultivate my group of friends. And most of them are online. I, I definitely have in-person friends, but I live in a community that's very transient, very a lot of people moving in and out. So it's very hard for, for me to make friends in my local area that stay. They always leave. And that's challenging. Um, so, I've I've made a lot of online friends, but I'm very careful about who I spend my time with, who I look at on Instagram, <laughs> on social media, who I the content I consume, I'm very careful. And I surround myself only with people that lift me up and make me feel better. And sometimes there's no reason why somebody, this is really only like mainly on social media, but there may be somebody I follow that for some reason, even though they they might be awesome, amazing people. There's just something that I don't it, – it, it drags me down. And so I mute them, or I unfollow, or I just don't – actually, I just don't really spend much time scrolling on Instagram. I try not to. But as far as, like, other people that I surround myself with, I have great friends that I've cultivated who understand me on a soul level, and I can talk about the real stuff. I can talk about the deep stuff. I can show them my true colors. And then I honestly – have paid for a few relationships by paying for coaches. I'm just going to be blunt by saying that. I pay for my friends in certain cases. (laughs) So, you know, when I was working with Emma Dunwoody, who wrote these questions, I considered her, I mean, she is, she's a friend. But it was also a, a paid relationship where I paid to work with her. And then the other coach that I have right now, I'm paying to work with her. And you know why? Because they elevate me. They lift me up. They raise my vibration and they make me the better version of me. So I have no shame in saying that. And I am so grateful for people that lift me up because we are not here. We are social beings. Even if you're a hermit like me, I still love people. I love people. I like to be alone, but I love people. And we all do. Even if you're a loner, if you like alone time, we're still social beings and we still are here to be with one another and to be in community, whatever that may mean for you. So honestly, I'm grateful for community. I'm grateful for people that get me. I'm grateful for it, even when I have to pay for it. (laughs) And I'm also grateful for technology as much as technology drives me crazy. It's amazing that has, it has allowed us to connect with people from all over the world. So I love that too. So what are you grateful for in 2020 and who now? There's three more questions. So a couple of them are kind of quick. I'm going to go through them very quickly as well. So what advice would your 2021 self do? And actually, I'm not going to provide my answer for this because I'm still thinking on it. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm still thinking on it. And I want to spend some time on this that I haven't yet had a chance to spend time on. So let's both think of this. Let's all think of this together. What advice would your 2021 self? So this is really cool to do. Think forward to your 2021 self. I love visioning and picturing the future vision of me. It's such a great way to guide where you're going. It's like a GPS. If you don't have a, you know, a, some a, a destination plotted into your GPS, you don't know where the heck you're going. So it's important to you know have a vision of where you want to go and go ahead and vision that you're her. You are her. You are her now. You are the woman you intend to be. In 2021, you're sitting there with your journal, with your pen, with all the knowledge you've gained, knowing, you know, what you know now, being who you are in 2021, being who you've become, what advice would you give yourself about 2020? So again, what advice would your 2021 self, knowing what they know, being who they've become, what advice would they give you about 2020? What would they say? So this is really cool, and it it, it may take even the step of kind of thinking about who you even want to be in 2021. What are you going for? Emma says, Emma, my previous coach, who I keep talking about today, she has this, this line where she says, one of the greatest guides we have is our future self. So let me say that again. One of the greatest guides we have is our future self. Because if you're keeping that future self in mind, not in a thirsty, grasping way like, oh my gosh, I want to be her. I'm not her yet and I feel bad about that and I hate who I am now and I am where I am now and I don't want to be there. I'm not talking about that energy. I'm talking about knowing who we want to be, knowing that we already are her. She already is us. She's inside of us. We just have to, un- we just have to allow her to emerge essentially. But having that as like a guiding light can help us guide every decision we make, every choice we have. Keeping that future future vision of us in mind is super, super important. And so knowing that and then kind of thinking that, again, one of the greatest guides we have is our future self. So be her now. Be her now. And what would she say about 2020? Okay, so the next question is kind of a fun one. So after all of this, after all this conversation, this next question of Emma's is, what would you now give your rating for 2020? Rate it again. So at the beginning of this podcast, you wrote down a number, a score from 1 to 10 about your 2020 score, your, kind of your feelings about it. Where were you at then? And where are, you, where are you at now after doing some of this digging for gold, some of the mining out the gold nuggets that were in the muck and mire of 2020? So interesting to see. Has the number gone up a little bit? Has it stayed the same? I would bet it probably hasn't gone down. Although if it has, no worries. It's okay. You know, we're all going through our own thing. But my guess is that it's probably gone up at least a little bit. So the next question and the final question is, what do you need to get it to a 10? So this is kind of cool because it's going to help you determine where you're going and what what are the final little missing links in in your in your life to to elevate things to the next level, to take it to the next level. So this could actually help be your guiding purpose for the next year, for 2021. What do you need to get that number to a 10? You've found the gold nuggets, you've found the wisdom, you've found the blessings in the potentially in the problems. You've found the gifts and the challenges. You understand that your challenges can create your highest potential. So now what's your rating and what do you need to get it to a 10? That's going to help guide you toward your next level and being being you know that you that you want to be in 2021 so that you can actually look back at the end of next year and be like, dang, I got there. I did it. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Again, I want to just thank Emma for the inspiration behind it and let you know that I'm still taking my time on those final questions to really think about them and mull them over for me. I hope it's been helpful to listen to kind of where I've been and, you know, maybe you have a sense of where I'm going based on what I shared with you about me. But again, I ultimately want you to be applying this to you and to your life. So let's all grow together in 2021. Let's make 2021 amazing. Whatever the amazing turns out to be. Again, I wanted to make 2020 amazing. And when I looked at it initially, it didn't seem so amazing. But when I really look at it and mine the gold and really look at all that that happened and and some of the gold that did come out of it, it was amazing in its own way. There was a lot of challenge and there was a lot of struggle for everyone. But there were some amazing pieces that came out. So I hope this has been reflective for you and supportive for you. Thank you for listening. And I want to wish you a blessed, happy, beautiful, fabulous, fantastic new year. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the entire show. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend, let her know how it helped you and what you learned and why she might like it too. And if you would like a free downloadable video portfolio that includes the inner core energizer routine that's found in my book, lady bits, plus the first seven days of my ab camp series. Simply leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and then send a screenshot of of your review to me, Brianne, at femfusionfitness.com. Again, that's Brianne at femmefusionfitness.com. I will personally get back to you with your free downloadable video portfolio. I will see you next time. And remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit.